This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do messy installation that costs a small fortune or there's another way simply safe simply safe is everything you need in a home security system it's award-winning protection it's the two-time winner of cnet editors choice award simply safe blankets your whole home in security you get comprehensive protection for your entire home outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. You barely notice it's there. But what's truly remarkable is you can set up this system all by yourself. Anyone can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour tops. And there's absolutely no trade-off to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice 24-7. It's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. It's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. Go to simplysafe.com slash team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team. All right, everybody. Welcome to Thursday edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast. This one's free. Until March 18th, we're giving all the content free to hook you in and get you addicted. But you want to sign up at the $10 level because you get all the swag. Andrew's going to grade every Saints free agent signing. He's going to review their 2019 season and give you a grade to tell you if it, it was a good signing by the Saints. And you get the crew, the Taysom Cup, $10 level. Do it now. It's only $10. You won't even miss it. So, Andrew, today I want to talk about We've talked about Saints free agents and should the Saints keep them, should they go, but I want to talk today about guys that we think are not going to have a big market at all. And I think there's obvious answers, Ted Ginn, because he's old and really has had a steep decline the last few years. But I'm going to throw out a name to you of a guy that Saints fans have, we've argued back and forth on whether they should keep him, you know, whether they shouldn't, what should they pay him. I think Vaughn Bell is going to have a very, very soft market. I think he's going to be sort of in the Kenny Vaccaro uh, 2018 market for safeties. And I think it's I think there's a chance that he may either sign with the Saints early for – probably not sign with the Saints early for a below-market deal. But I think there's a case of he could look around and come back to the Saints, and we could be like – Wow, the Saints got him for four years, $32 million, or four years, 35 You know, like he's going to be less than $10 million a year, maybe less than nine, um, because the safety market is weird. Sometimes teams pay, and other times they don't pay at all. I think it's going to be one of those years where the safety market is down, and I think his market's going to be really, 
really soft. Yeah, you know, he's interesting, and I I don't really know where he falls. I mean, I, I would say Vaughn Bell had his best year as a Saint this past year. Um, but, and he's gotten a lot better. I, I really do think he's improved. But I, I think if you're a team that's looking at his write-up, you see that he has one interception in four years. So, you know, he's, he doesn't really make plays on the ball. Yep. Um, he did, he did have a career high five fumble recoveries this year. Um, but that's ran- he, that's he had, randomness though. Fumble it, recovery. It's random. I mean, he had two and three years combined before that. So yeah. he was Johnny on the spot this year with fumble recoveries, but you know, I, I just think you look at the, the player right up and he's, he's, uh, in the box tackler, you know, that, that's what he is. He's going to get you 90 tackles a year, 85 tackles a year. Tackles pretty well. He's going to be physical. Um, I think he's improved his coverage ability a lot, uh, but I think a lot of teams are going to look at him and they're going to—they're not going to see a guy that they necessarily want to pay. Now, the thing that gives me pause and that always gives me pause about a guy like Von Bell is all it takes is one team. Yeah. All it takes is one coach that was at Ohio State and loved him and is now on the defensive staff for the lines. I mean, I don't know who that person is, but I'm just speaking hypothetically. All it takes is one high school coach that's best friends with the defensive coordinator of the chargers. <laughs> and he's like, dude, Von Bell is a beast. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. all it takes is one team and then they pay him and then he's got a big contract and he's got an opportunity. So, well, he's just a guy. Those are the things you can't account for. Well, he's just a guy. Like when you look at free agency lists and look, I am a, I love as I've gotten older. I love free agency, the, the free agency more than I love the draft. Now, I, I, if they had a free agency rumor section on ESPN that you had to pay uh, for a month, and it was just, it was just every rumor that they collected and they sent it to my inbox, I would read that thing religiously every day. I love free mm-hmm. agency rumors, and he's a guy you never hear anything about. Like you just like when you read top fifty lists, top twenty five lists, best safeties, you just don't see his name that much. And I just think he's going to be a guy like his market's going to be soft and. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy that there, there, there's a chance that he comes back on the Saints and we're like, wow, that's a really not so great deal for him because I'm always like, players get your money. like So that's the thing. And, and the thing is, Andrew, yeah. if the Saints brought him back, I would be fine with it. Uh, I think he's a really good player. He's a he's you know he's one of the leaders back there. I think to just switch up your secondary and and let Von Bell leave and Eli Apple and you redo it all. I think that's a recipe for it struggling early in the year. So if they bring him back and they have continuity, I'm all for it. Um, is there any other Saints yeah. guy free agent that you think may have a soft market? Well, I definitely think Bell's I, – I tend to agree with you that I, I think Bell's market will be soft. Uh, so I kind of gave the caveat, but at the end of the day, to me, he's just he's just not appealing enough. You know, teams fall in love with the ball hawk. Uh, they fall in love with guys that are, are great in coverage. Yeah. And I just, I just don't think Von Bell has enough of those traits to where I think it, it could be interesting. And I agree with you. I, I think the Saints are going to have – a number on him. I, I think ideally they would want him back, but they're going to place a value on him and they're not going to go above it. Um, it's going to kind of be like Mark Ingram where they're going to say, Hey, this is what we're offering you. If you want more than this and you believe you can get it elsewhere, go for it. Um, but, uh, but you know, this is the best we can do. I still think Onyemata, 
Now, he hasn't made that jump, uh, but I still think someone could overpay for him. He's I, the guy that Saints mentioned by name, too. In the sense that he he has shown that he can get three to five sacks a year. So he, mm-hmm. he has shown some pass rush ability. He's shown great physicality, and he's a physical beast. I just think teams will look at his tape. I think I, I don't know that he necessarily gets paid, but I think a team will offer him more than maybe what the Saints have placed on him from a numbers perspective, and I think they will very much sweat losing him. So yeah, they, they mentioned him by name. Sean Payton has may, a bunch may, of times. They may give him a panic raise. Ooh, what what would be a number for Onyemata where you would be like, ooh? That's a lot of money for a guy that's all potential. Yeah, I mean, ten million a year would be ridiculous, but I, I would say eight million a year would feel pricey for him, based on the fact that he's a lot, little bit of unta- untapped potential. Um, you know, anything less than that, I would feel good about. My thing, though, Ralph, in general, with money, though, is, I mean, Jarris Bird is different. I mean, and and you know, Nick. Fairly and Junior Gallette, like obviously those deals were, were just killer. I mean, because because you're not getting any value or production whatsoever out of a guy that's just purely dead money. Like you, you're, they're actually more expensive to get rid of than they are to keep, and you get rid of them anyway. Like that, that's a disaster scenario. But that aside, when you're paying players, and Kobe Fleener is an example. Like he was getting eight million a year, and he was given the Saints maybe thirty catches. And you're like, well, he's not producing based on what they're paying him, and that's a disaster signing. But to me, that isn't as crippling because my view is always get talent in the building because yeah. you're going to get UDFAs. You're going to get Shy Tuttle. You're going to get Deontay Harris. You're going to get players in your building, hopefully, that play better than their contract. And sometimes you give a mid-level or a pricey deal to a guy like Demario Davis – and he outperforms his contract. So I think that all shakes out in the aggregate. And it's okay to overpay some guys. I, I'm, I'm of a mind usually that's like you obviously don't want to be reckless with the cap. And you, you have to be sensible and making it all fit together. But in general, when people freak out about contracts, I'm just like, well, look, man, they got more talent in the building. That, that's, that's the name of the game. The NFL is all about talent. It's all yeah. about skill at, at certain positions. And so my view is if you have to overpay a little bit, it's okay. Get the guy and just make sure you draft well. Yeah, and like Kobe Fleener, he didn't kill the Saints in any shape or form. Like he didn't he didn't produce like they wanted. He got concussions. Uh, so his career ended. But, but like it wasn't like a Jairus Bird or anything. The one thing that I do find interesting about Kobe Fleener was he was one of those signings where we were like, they did what a tight end like a tight end well what? the biggest the biggest problem with Fleener in my eyes was they didn't draft well and they didn't they didn't have anyone behind him that could produce when he was disappointing you know so that yeah. that to me that goes back to the scouting department and uh you know just the saints as they were building their roster from a general manager point of view like they they failed to give the Saints a contingency plan yeah. at, at that position. And, and so that that's what I lament. But again, like get you get talent in the building. I mean, I, I think they misdiagnosed. Uh, to me, Fleener, 
Like, he, he was what he was with the Colts. And I, I think, you know, Sean Payton talks all the time about vision and what kind of player, you know, what, what kind of guy is, is this guy going to be in our offense? And I think the most gross uh, misreads offensively by Sean Payton, and I actually don't think Spiller was at all. I think Spiller was just injured. But I think probably the two biggest misdiagnoses by Sean Payton were Kobe Fleener, who just too inconsistent to trust in that offense. We'll always have and, the Washington game, though, Kobe. Yeah, but I mean, he he had the size, <laughs> he had the speed, he, he had he had the um, the wingspan. So like, he had a lot of those things that Jared Cook and Jimmy Graham and Ben Watson. Like, he had a lot of similarities to those players in terms of makeup. But he just the difference is he didn't have the consistency and the concentration to do it, and so he never worked in the offense. And I I think. That was something maybe that Sean Payton didn't pay close enough attention to. But um, the other guy is Brandon Cooks. I, I think they had this vision for making him like a – you some, you see some of the stuff that they do with Deontay Harris. You see some of the stuff yeah. they used to do with Darren Sproles. They, they try to run a lot of that stuff, the bubble screens, the, the jet sweeps, you know, a lot of that stuff with Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks is just not that. He, he doesn't do that. He's not patient setting up his blocks. And so – that light never really came on, and that was the vision that they had for him. Um, and that's why I'm really excited about Deontay Harris, by the way, because I think he, he is that player. He does set up his blocks well. He's great in the return game. And I think, I think his usage is going to be ramped up in the offense, and I am really excited to see what that looks like this year. But uh, anyway, I'm kind of going off the rails. The point no. is... The, <laughs> the, the, the one point. In- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. The one interesting thing I will say about, you know, this podcast, the theme is it Saints, you know, you guys, you saw the headline, Saints, free agents that aren't going to get paid. My one yeah. caveat is <clears throat> that collective bargaining agreement, if it gets agreed to, which everybody says it will, most likely, and approved by the players, the salary cap is going to go up $40 million potentially next year. And that will be because... After the, they sign the collective bargaining agreement, then the, the owners are going to go to the TV networks and try to lock in the TV contracts and get the the big money sort of. Their theory was we want to get the TV money before the economy collapses. Fortunately, Corona and all the oil prices and all that, maybe that puts a crimp in it. But even if it's 75% increase of what they think and it's instead of $40 million, it's $30 million, that's going to be, Andrew, ridiculous money. And if we know one thing about the NFL, teams cannot help themselves mostly. So there is a 30 to 40% chance that the prices on all these free agents is just fucking ridiculous. And it's high for all yeah. of them. And that's my one I, caveat I to these predictions. Saints. Uh, you know, I, I think Bridgewater is going to get paid. I, I, I just firmly believe him going 5-0, and him keeping the Saints afloat, combine it with his personality, combine it with... I, I think the Raiders would get rid of Carr and start Bridgewater if they, if they don't get some of these other mm, guys they want. Interesting. So I think Bridgewater is a, an attractive option out there. And I... I, I think we'll be surprised by the money he gets. He's going to get a good opportunity in my Bridgewater opinion. with Bridgewater with the Colts. If they get uh, T.Y. Hilton healthy and they added another receiver, they have a great offensive line. They have a good, good running game. They have a good young defense. 
Teddy Bridgewater there would make them a 10-11 win team if he gives them what he gave the Saints. Like it it, it may not be yeah. super flashy, it may not be enough to win the Super Bowl. I don't I mean, we can argue that back and forth. But I'm telling you the Colts would be a perfect landing spot for him. And Andrew, if he went there, I would be super happy because then I can adopt the Colts as my AFC team. And I don't have to feel bad rooting against Teddy because he's in the NFC South or in the NFC. Yep. And then the other guy, uh, I agree. Yeah, obviously, any NFC South team that if he goes to a team that's not in the NFC South, that's a win for me. Uh, AFC would be even better. But, uh, you know, I also think Eli Apple is maybe the most interesting because he was essentially benched. I mean, he wasn't benched, but he, he wasn't great. Uh, and the whole reason they picked up Janoris Jenkins was because they felt like yep. they needed to strengthen that position group. Um, and to me, when he messed up his knee, he was kind of never the same. So he was, yeah. he's been up and down with the Saints. He was up and down with the Giants, mostly down. Uh, he still carries this reputation. Even though things worked out well in New Orleans, he still carries a little bit of a red flag in terms of personality and reputation. And he's not really been that productive. So, like, it's... I, he's an interesting one to me because when you talk about how there's all this cap space available and teams have to spend and corners are hard to find, maybe he will get paid just because teams are like, look, he's big, he's got size, he can play the run, and he's up and down, so hopefully he'll have more ups than Josh Norman got $6 million from Buffalo. He did. Well, but Josh Norman, he, Josh Norman is the former big name. He gets the former big name yeah. tax. And also, uh, too, Buffalo, Buffalo has to pay the please come play in Buffalo tax, even if they're fucking good, because players right. don't want to go to Buffalo. That's right. So, uh, to me, Eli Apple's real interesting because I could see the Saints not really wanting him, not messing with him, and then six days in a free agency, he still doesn't have a contract. His market collapses. And then the Saints are like, actually, we'll take you back for three years, $12 million. You know, yeah, and then, and then he and then he has to do it, and uh, so I could see it playing out that way. I could also see some dumbass team just being like, "Here, here's five years, sixty million, you I, know, for you to be our number one corner." Well, I could see a team being like, "God damn it, we missed out on Bradbury, we missed out on the other free agent corners. God, we need a corner. We have cap space. We have to spend to the floor." All right, Eli, here's 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 two years. 18 million. Here's here's 3 years 30 million, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's a yeah, final so that, question that, then we get out of here. That's where I think I think Onyemata's going to get a good deal. I think Teddy's going to get a good deal. Uh, to me, the guys that has so when we talk about Von Bell and Eli Apple, they are very highly variable. Um, the difference between those two guys is that there's a lot of safeties, a lot of good safeties on the market and that's part of why I think Von Bell is going to find a challenge is that I just think there's going to be a lot of guys ahead of him in the pecking order based on what's available. What Eli Apple has in his favor is that you've got about two good corners on the market here in free agency. And then after that, it's a bunch of guys that kind of just feel like Eli Apple. Yeah. Final question is let's assume Eli Apple leaves and he's not a saint in 2020. Do you view the Eli Apple trade as, as a success? Yeah, I do, um, because I think the Saints were at a point where Ken Crawley was, and I think Sean Payton saw this clearly, Ken Crawley was not playing well, and they were at a point where teams 
every single week were going after Crawley. And then PJ Williams came in and they were going after PJ Williams. And it was just a non-sustainable thing where, you know, every team's game plan was basically just keep throwing at that guy. And that's all you need to do to score on the Saints. Didn't you, and didn't you? Didn't you make a joke on the podcast after they won in Baltimore because Tucker missed the extra point and the trade deadline was the next week? Didn't you make a joke on Monday that on Monday morning Sean Payton is going to go into Mickey Loomis's desk and office and jump on his desk and demand he trade for a corner? And Sean Payton said he's not going to fucking leave until they uh, until they until they get another corner. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, but so I I think at the time it was kind of a non-negotiable. Like they had to get someone yeah. in there that was at least a warm body because uh, it really, with PJ Williams and Ken Crawley at that stage, we were dealing with corpses. And I never, you know, we're folding chairs. And to me, I never blink if the Saints give up a draft pick lower than a second. Like if it's a third, fourth, fifth, I don't care. Like I yeah. just, like I just can't get bent out of shape like the draft it, it, analytics, it, it, Bill and Barnwell the caveat there is if they're in win now mode, right? So like if if they're gonna make the playoffs and they feel like a guy can make them better now and improve their roster, then you have to go make that move because you may be fixing a tragic flaw as you enter the playoffs. And to me, it doesn't really matter if you're a wild card, you know, just a divisional champ or or a high seed where you have a chance at the Super Bowl. Like it's all about matchups to try to help, you know. But it but if you're Three and twelve, or five and ten, yeah, and you have yeah. no chance at the playoffs. And obviously, you yeah, want to stockpile picks, and you want to liquidate your roster. Well, you, because then that third round pick becomes potentially a top seventy pick, right? Because if you're picking right. at the top of the third round, the final thing I will say, and then we'll get out of here as far as the trades and that sort of thing, the extra playoff spot that they're going to add with the new collective bargaining agreement. You thought the NFL trade line trade deadline had gotten fun over the last three or four years as teams become more aggressive. For that seven spot, you're going to have even more teams in contention. I think the trade deadline for the NFL is going to get fucking reckless because you'll have teams that are like three and four, three and you know, and be like, we can get that seven spot. Let's fucking go because if not, I'm going to get fired. So I think that's the trade right. deadline yeah, for the NFL is about to get even that more that fun. Playoff spot a lot of times is a job saver for a GM and a coach, and. Totally. Getting that seventh spot for a lot of coaches and GMs is the difference between, hey, they'll give me one more year or and they don't care about the future sustainability of the team for the next GM. Right. They're not like, oh, well, I don't want to be irresponsible and and screw over the next GM like it. As far as they're concerned, like I'll trade my whole don't draft. give a fuck. Job. Yeah, I'll trade I'm, the whole draft and screw over the next GM if, that, if it saves me my job. And so, I'll tell you what. Uh, the Falcons will be incredibly, incredibly reckless this year at the trade deadline because Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, they have to save their jobs. They have to make the playoffs, whether it's wild card, seven spot, whatever. But anyway, guys, this has been the Thursday edition of Saints Happy Hour Daily. Sign up at the $10 level. You get access to every show. You get all the cool swag, including the crude to hit cup. And let me tell you, once free agency hits, you're going to think the $10 you spend for this podcast is a bargain because we're going to be turning out seven, eight, nine podcasts a week. I guarantee you. 
from March 18th to April 1st because the breaking news for the Saints is going to be off the charts, and we're always first. So, guys, do it. Sign up as a patron, and we will see you on Friday.